Good evening and welcome to the eighth episode of the Two Mics Out podcast. I'm Joe. And I'm Chris. Good evening. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist attacks. The victims were in airplanes or in their offices, secretaries, businessmen, and women, military and federal workers, moms and dads, friends and neighbors. Thousands of lives were suddenly ended by evil, despicable acts of terror. The pictures of airplanes flying into buildings, fires burning, huge structures collapsing, have filled us with disbelief, terrible sadness, and a quiet, unyielding anger. These acts of mass murder were intended to frighten our nation into chaos and retreat, but they have failed. Our country is strong. A great people has been moved to defend a great nation. Terrorist attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings, but they cannot touch the foundation of America. These acts shattered steel, but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. America was targeted for attack because we're the brightest beacon of freedom and opportunity in the world, and no one will keep that light from shining. Today, we, our nation saw evil, the very worst of human nature, and we responded with the best of America, with the daring of our rescue workers, with the caring of stra- four strangers and neighbors who came to give blood and help in any way they could. Immediately following the first attack, I implemented our government's emergency response plans. Our military is powerful and it's prepared. Our emergency teams are working in New York City and Washington DC to help with local rescue efforts. Our first priority is to get to those who have been injured and to take every precaution to protect our citizens at home and around the world from further attacks. The functions of our government continue without interruption. Federal agencies in Washington, which had to be evacuated today, are reopening for essential personnel tonight and will be open for business tomorrow. Our financial institutions remain strong and and the American economy will be open for business as well. The search is underway for those who are behind these evil attacks. I've directed the full resources of our intelligence and law enforcement communities to find those responsible and to bring them to justice. We will make no distinction between the terrorists who have committed these acts and those who harbor them. I appreciate so very much the members of Congress who have joined me in strongly condemning condemning these attacks. And on behalf of the American people, I thank the many world leaders who have been who have called to offer their condolences and assistance. American and our friends and allies join with all these who want peace, all those who want peace and security in the world. And we stand together to win the war against terrorism. Tonight, I ask for your prayers for all those who grieve, for the children whose worlds have been shattered, for all those, for all whose sense of safety and security has been threatened. And I will pray they will be comforted by a 
power greater than any of us, spoken through the ages in Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. This is a day when all Americans from every walk of life unite in our resolve for justice and peace. America has stood down enemies before, and we will do so this time. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in this world. Thank you, good night, and God bless America. All right. Um, if those of you that don't know, that was the speech given by George W. Bush after the uh, attacks on 9-11. Um, what was the... Steel, America's Steel Resolve, I believe is what it's called. That he delivered it that same night at about 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes, it's the Steel Resolve speech given by President George W. Bush at the time. And I think that's fitting for this podcast today because obviously it's 9-11 and um, we would like to remember the event that shaped a lot of people's lives in military service. Um, so with that, we're going to start by uh, start this podcast off by a moment of silence. So thank you for being with us and taking a moment of silence. All right, um, and we have some statistics we're going to go over here, um, basically who that moment of silence was for, and these statistics we got are not all the way up to date. The earliest is the uh, July 2021, so the 9-11 victims, 2,977, um, plus many more that passed away with issues related to the attacks, whether that be suicide, uh, medical issues, um, anything like that. Um, between Afghanistan and Iraq, 7,057 souls. Um, again, not including any of the more, most recent ones, like the uh, 13 that lost their lives on the withdrawal of Afghanistan, um, or the multiple suicides that have resulted because of both wars, um, which at this time is up uh, 30,177. 
Um, and plus the civilian casualties, casualties that come with, with war. Um, but, I mean, those are a lot of big numbers for people that lost their lives over the 21-year span of from when 9-11 happened. Um, and then I guess we're going to kind of, we're going to keep this podcast a little short because it's, it's a remembrance, not necessarily a full-blown podcast like we normally would do. And we'll just kind of break into it here and talk about how 9-11 affected us, you know, what we remember from it, how old we, how old we were, what we were doing, and kind of how it shaped our careers and our uh, military service. So, Joe, if you want to go ahead and start us off. So, I was in eighth grade the year that it happened, and... Uh, it's good because being that it is this weekend, my, my mom and I had this conversation about what happened uh, when I was home last weekend. And uh, sitting in Mr. Kirsch's social studies class that morning, an announcement came over the intercom saying we we're going to have a quick prayer service um, in the gymnasium because something had happened. And uh, while we were there, they they told us that an airplane had flown into the World Trade Center and that it was it was on fire. And so we just had a real quick service, and uh, they released us to go back to our classrooms. They said if our if our teachers want to turn it on the TV for us, that we'd pause switching between classes so that we could we could watch that. And uh, so pretty much as soon as we got back into the classroom, um, we watched the second plane hit the second tower. And uh, yeah, and then everything else that that unfolded afterwards. Um, I know at the time, the school was having a hard time deciding what they should do if they were going to call the parents to to come get their kids or not um they they announced saying that uh if your parents wanted to come pick you up that that would be fine uh they were going to release the students that wanted to go home and for those that wanted to stay they could and uh my mom was at work that day and she remembers you know leaving the office she was working in to go down to like the break room and watched everything happening on TV. And she said she was really torn on what she should do, if she should come get us or leave us there. And uh, in the end, I think she made the right decision. She, she opted to let us stay in school for the rest of the day. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, remember the, the, thoughts, I guess, or emotions that were going through my head if I was scared or anything. I, I think I kind of realized at that age, like, well, that's that's a ways away and we're, we're a small school. We should be pretty safe. But I, you know, I don't recall everything offhand, but um, my family was in the middle of building our, our dream house at the time. And so every day I'd ride the bus out to the new house, which wasn't finished and just the walls were up, the roof was on, and that was about it. And, um, 
my mom usually came out there after work and my stepdad would come home and work on the house and uh, my mom went back to our the house we were living in at the time that day and I remember for a while just kind of sitting in the silence of this unfinished house just kind of thinking about everything that had happened that day and uh and when my stepdad showed up, we kind of got started on a project. And then just like, this isn't the day for it. So we just wrapped it up for the night and went home. And uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty much my day. Um, and I'm assuming that had a little bit to do with your, well, as you both know, we've from basically from birth, we both had wanted to join the military, um, but I'm assuming that also kind of propelled you in the right direction of, of joining. Yeah, um, you know whether it was conscious at the time or not, that definitely, I guess, sealed the deal for me. Like I, I knew for for sure at that point, like that was that was going to be something I had to do. Um, just felt like it was, was obligated to to help out in some way at that point and that was that was the best way i could figure out how to do do that yeah and for me i was much younger i mean i was in third grade eight years old um I, and my memory isn't nearly as sharp about the event as yours is but i do remember being in school and seeing it on the tvs and like i saw a panic i guess that I haven't really seen since if you want to say the pandemic but I, you know i don't think that's anywhere near and not even i don't think that's not even the same type of thing but like the panic i saw then has always stuck with me like teachers running around kind of with their heads cut off but still keeping a calmness with the students so they don't let the students kind of be scared mm-hmm. Um, but I remember it being on TV and we didn't have an option. I remember our parents came and picked us up. I think it was a half day. Okay. Um, but yeah, we all watched it. Um, school kind of stopped. We didn't learn anything else. We just mm-hmm. watched it. Parents came and picked us up. I don't really remember much more after that, but I do know that as I got older and started understanding what happened and, you know, the events that it really solidified, like, my urge to serve and wanting to basically stop terrorism, so like nothing like that would ever happen again. Um, because I, I don't know, it just, it hits different when it hits at home. You know, you see these attacks all over the place, especially with the Ukraine and stuff. It's like, can't imagine what they're going through because, you know, the closest thing we had was 9-11 and that's, you can understand why people want to fight through their homeland and fight for freedom. Um, There's really not much more. I don't think we need to go over unless you have something else you're thinking of. Not really touch on. Yeah. We, like you said, we're, we're just going to keep this short today. We would like to do a shout out to all the service members, all branches of the military. Um, for raising your hand and, and basically putting your life on, on the line or everything up until your life on the line to fight for freedom and stop terrorism. 
Um, I know a lot of people after 9-11 decided to fight and joined up, which is awesome. Um, and I know a lot of people even who weren't born that have signed up to join. So um, it, it amazes me that there are people out there that are willing to put their life on the line for an event that ultimately never affected them. And that, that just shows the American spirit. So thank you all for that. Um, law enforcement, first responders, you men and women are in it, in the thick of it day and night, every single day. So thank you for that. And thank you for keep keeping it up and not stopping. And I, I know it's a, it's a tough profession, but it's needed. Teachers, um, thank you for keeping our children educated and educated properly. Um, you know, history is history. Whether you like it or not, it happened. It needs to be learned. And if it is not learned and, and respected and understood, it will repeat itself. So just keep on teaching the correct history. And then I guess all the families that support all those careers and all the families of anybody affected by 9-11, which, as you can tell, not only did it affect the people that died um, in the initial attack, but everybody from the soldiers and Marines and airmen and Navy and every other service member that has lost their life because of this um, weren't, weren't directly affected by the attack, but you still signed up to fight. You still went and did your duty, and, and a lot of people paid for it with their life and did the ultimate sacrifice. So with that, um, like I said, keeping this one short, thank you for being with us tonight. Um, please remember what today is about. Um, uh, anything else you have to say? If uh, anybody else is out there working today when you get home. Make sure you give your loved ones a hug. Yeah. Tell them tell them what they mean to you. Because like and I heard it today. Um, you could wake up tomorrow and another attack like this could happen. So be thankful for what we have and uh, be ready to defend it at all costs. So with that, this has been uh, Chris and Joe. Two mics out.